0: Hear now the word of the Lord. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish... We'll give a snake instead of a fish. Or if the child asks for an egg, we'll give a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This morning, we are concluding our sermon series, Living in Light of Pentecost, that day in which the gift of the Holy Spirit was given to all of Jesus' disciples, a gift that is promised to all of us who commit our lives to following Jesus. Of course, one of the primary ways we activate that gift in our lives is through prayer. Would you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, I pray now that you would pour your Holy Spirit through me, that these words might truly become your living word to your people, and I pray that you would open up each of our hearts and minds that we might receive that word exactly in the place that we need to hear it. For we pray this in the name of our risen and reigning Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Without any doubt, one of the most crucial aspects to the success of the Christian life is prayer. Prayer is the power source and the guidance system for followers of Jesus. And yet, haven't we all wondered at times does prayer really work? Does it actually accomplish anything? Well, let me be honest enough with you this morning to uh, confess that I have often wrestled with that question in my own life, and I don't begin to claim to understand all the depths and the mysteries of prayer. And I'm sure that there are some of you out there this morning who could probably give this sermon today better than I. I have no doubt that many of you can bear witness to the fact that God has answered prayers in your life in amazing, even miraculous ways. I also have no doubt that many of you have experienced great disappointment with prayer in your life. Maybe you prayed for a healing or a reconciliation that just never came. Or maybe you prayed to get married or to have children and it just never happened. Or maybe you prayed and prayed for a job that still hasn't come. If we're honest, I think we can all admit that at times we have questioned the effectiveness of prayer wondering, does it really work? Well, in order to determine whether or not prayer works, first we have to figure out what the purpose of prayer is in the first place. And let me just come right out and say that the purpose of prayer is not just to get what we want. There is so much more to prayer than just simply having our requests fulfilled by God. And when we reduce it to that, we treat prayer like it's a a magic lamp, inside of which is the genie we call God. And if we rub the lamp just right and say the right words, then the genie is bound to grant our wish. And if we do not get what we want, then we assume either that we didn't do it just right or that the genie inside is not reliable not capable or not concerned. But the God of the universe is not so easily controlled. There is no formula, no set of steps that we can follow that will guarantee that we'll get our prayers answered just the way we want, as if God was bound by our words or our rituals. You see, prayer is not simply our way of Compelling God to give us whatever we desire. But if the purpose of prayer is not just to get what we want, then should we even be going to God with all the desires of our hearts? I think we should. I believe that God wants us to come to him with all of our desires, all of our hopes, all of our dreams, all of our fears, all of our concerns, just like any of us want our children to do with us. I mean, notice what Jesus said, that we should ask and search and knock. In fact, the Greek verbs here really mean keep on asking, keep on searching, keep on knocking. God wants us to continually come to him in prayer and God promises us that he will not give us bad things when we ask for good ones. Of course, we're not always the best judges of what is good for us. We're just too infected by sin and so short-sighted and God knows that some of the things we ask for are really just not the best things for us in the end. We just can't see it at the time. So then, does God choose to answer some of our prayers but not others? I don't think so. I firmly believe that God does answer all of our prayers, just not necessarily in the way that we want. Bruce Larson has said that God has four answers to prayer. Yes, no, not now, and you've got to be kidding. You now, sometimes God does give us exactly the thing we ask for, but, but God loves us far too much to give us everything that we want. And just like as parents, we know that That some of the things that our children ask for are not the best thing for them in the end, even though they may see it as the greatest of good. And sometimes they may ask for one thing, but we give them something different instead, but which we know is actually the thing that they need more. And Jesus says that if we who are sinful human beings do this for our own children, how much more will our heavenly father do this for us? And just as we often do with parents, sometimes God chooses to wait before giving us the thing that we desire. Because God knows that, that sometimes we're not, not always ready for the thing that we want, and that if we get some things before we are ready for them, we will only end up destroying the gift and hurting ourselves or others. You know, I remember when our son James was just a little guy, and We'd gotten him a brand new big boy bike that came with training wheels and he so desperately wanted us to take off those training wheels. But I knew that he was just not ready yet nor was he even tall enough because I didn't want him to get hurt or destroy the new bike. I had to disappoint him and tell him that he had to wait. And sometimes we have to wait also for the things that we ask for from God. The thing that's important for us to ask ourselves is, what is it that God wants us to do or to learn while we are waiting? What part of our lives needs reorienting? What priorities need change? What idols do we need to stop worshiping? What, What part of our relationship with God needs to grow and to change? What What other relationships do we need to work on? What is it in our lives that we need to let go of so that we're able to receive the better thing that God wants to give us? And the truth is, God wants to give us better things than we even think to ask for. Because God wants so much more for us than we even want for ourselves. But we just tend to become so obsessed with the thing that we think we want that we become unable to see or ask for the better thing that God wants to give us. But then, why does God want us to continually come to Him in prayer if He's not going to always give us what we ask for? What do we get out of it? Well, notice what Jesus says in our text. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So... What do we get for all our praying? What do we receive for all of our asking and searching and knocking? We get the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ himself. You see, through prayer, we discover the reality that it is Jesus who is asking Jesus who is searching, Jesus who is knocking on the doors of our heart, calling us into a deeper relationship with him, a deeper dependence on him, a deeper trust in him, a deeper loyalty to him. Jesus wants us to to let him in and to live life in the freedom of his love and his grace. And it is through prayer that this takes place. You see, prayer is so much more than just asking God for the things that we want. It's the doorway to to new life, life filled with peace and with joy. As Craig Barnes writes, our job is not to worry about when or if we will receive the desires of our hearts. That is up to God. Our job is to pray and to hope. And along the way, as we pray, we find that we are being drawn closer and closer to God. And in time, we will discover that being close to God is even more important to us than our dream. Because alongside God is where holy joy is found. You see, the more we pray, the more God pours his Holy Spirit into us, and then the Spirit takes all the dreams that we bring to God in prayer and slowly transforms them into God's dreams for our lives, which are always better than our own. You see, it's not so much that that God is changed by our prayers, but that As God's spirit is infused into us through prayer, we become transformed more into the image of Jesus. Then his will becomes our will. His joys become our joys. You see, through prayer, the Holy Spirit works on our hearts. And we find that we begin to desire the very things that God desires for us. And what God desires most of all is for us to be in a relationship with him. Because he is a good father. And he's just dying for us to know him. And to love him. according to the medieval Spanish mystic Saint John of the Cross, in the life of anyone who devotes themselves to prayer, there will come a dark night of the soul. On this dark night, it feels as if you are hanging on the cross with Jesus and everything is being stripped away from you. You even feel like you are losing God, but you are not. What you are losing is your instrumental use for God. We come to this dark night, not because we've done something wrong, but because God is inviting us into the deepest spiritual experience of all, the discovery that God alone is enough. Not our experiences of him, not our blessings from him, not our knowledge of him, Just him. You know, if you flip through the pages of Scripture, you'll find that many of the great heroes of the Bible did not get what they asked for from God. King David prayed and prayed for seven days and nights for his sick child, and yet the child still died. Job pleaded and pleaded with God to to show up and justify himself to Job for all of Job's suffering, But God did not. The Apostle Paul prayed and prayed that the thorn would be removed from his side. But but it was not. And on a long, dark night in the garden. Jesus prayed fervently that this cup would be removed from him. But it was not. So What did they get for all their praying? Did they change God's mind? No. Did they get what they asked for? No. So what did they get? They got something even greater than the thing that they had asked for. They got the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive. They got... God, and they found that that was enough. You know, when I was growing up, I had a difficult relationship with my father, who was also a Presbyterian minister. He and I clashed a lot, and it it had an effect on my emotional and spiritual well-being. I struggled a bit with some depression and and anxiety and I believe that my conflicts with my dad became an impediment to my relationship with God and certainly to my prayer life. Well, just a few days after dad's 49th birthday, he was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor, a glioblastoma. And people all over the world started praying for my dad. He was such a fervent believer in the power of prayer, and he believed that God was going to heal him. But, but I found that I was really struggling, because I had no real relationship with God. My faith was just mostly intellectual. I didn't really know my Heavenly Father. But at some point, I was finally able to take a a leap of faith. And I started praying, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed for healing. And I I believed that that God was going to answer my prayer. I believed that God was going to heal my dad. And you know what happened? My dad died. 25 years ago this past Tuesday, he was 50 years old. At the prime of his life and his ministry career. And I became so angry and wanted nothing to do with God. I remember saying, if this is the way God treats his generals, then why would anyone enlist in his army? And like the prodigal son, I ran off into a spiritual foreign land where I squandered my spiritual inheritance. And I went through a dark night of the soul that lasted for two long years. But at the end of those two years, two years of hell, when I was finally tired of running, finally tired of being angry, God came asking, God came searching. God came knocking on the doors of my heart. Jesus, the good shepherd, came and found me his lost sheep. And he brought me home. And my life has never been the same. For the first time in my life, I I began to experience joy and peace and I finally began to notice all the ways in which Jesus had been at work in my life but that I hadn't noticed before back when I thought God had abandoned me. It was this I could I could see all of Jesus fingerprints on everything that had happened in my life and then suddenly it hit me one day I had prayed and prayed and prayed for healing. But God didn't heal my dad. Instead, he healed me. So, did God answer my prayer the way I wanted him to? Nope. Did my prayer work? You bet your life it did. Not in the way I I hoped or expected it to, but in the way I needed most. God didn't give me what I wanted. He gave me himself. And that has been enough. And now God has given me a a wonderful life doing ironically the one thing I had prayed my whole life not to do. But through prayer God has changed my own heart so that God's dreams for my life have, have started to become my own. And though going for now most of my life without a father has been difficult... God has provided many wonderful father figures at crucial moments in my life for whom I am so incredibly grateful. But what I am most thankful for is that along the way, I have learned that I have a heavenly father who loves me perfectly despite all my flaws and failures and who will never forsake me. Now I know that we all. Often are disappointed or confused by the way God answers our prayers. And I'm sure like Job we all have a ton of questions we love to ask him. But if you will commit yourself to a life of prayer and allow yourself to be drawn closer to God, you will discover that being close to God is even more important to you than the answers to all of your questions or even the answers to your prayers. Because if you ask, it will be given to you. If you search, you will find if you knock the door, we'll be open to you. But what you will be given, what you will find, what will be open to you is the heart of Jesus who has been waiting for you with open arms, just dying to love you. If you will commit your life to prayer, You may not always get what you want, but you will get what you need. You'll get the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive. You'll get God, the God revealed in the face of Jesus, who has promised to always be with you, even to the end. And you will discover that that is more than enough. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.